Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you are joining us for part two of a great interview with a good friend of our ministry, Dr. Richard Ruling. Now, every time Dr. Ruling comes on, we talk about prophecy and, and end time scenarios and, and how close the soon return of Jesus really is. Amen. But if you missed any of part one of this interview, you need to go back and catch up. We are discussing the fourth and fifth seals uh, in this interview, and the information he's sharing is just absolutely astounding. And you do not want to miss any of it. So if you missed part one, go back and catch up. Because we're going to get ready to conclude this great interview, part two, with Dr. Richard Ruley. Let's jump back into the interview now for the conclusion of the fourth and fifth seals with Dr. Richard Ruley. Amen. Amen. Let's move to the, the fifth seal now. Share with us what you've discovered about the fifth seal in the book of Revelation. Well, I'm sorry, yeah. not the mid, the fourth. We just talked about the, right. the fifth. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm talking about the fourth. The fourth seal in the book of Revelation. Okay. The fourth seal is a, a pale horse. And it represents pestilence or disease. There was war uh, in the in the red horses. Uh, I'll take peace from the earth. Okay, the, the red horse. The third the third seal was a black horse. A, a measure of wheat for a penny. Three measures of barley for a penny is famine. Okay, uh, so war, famine, and pestilence is the third one. The pale horse. Uh, you know, if, if you're jaundiced or something like that, uh, you might look uh, uh, colored like that pale horse. And the point is that that um, in the dark ages, uh, the the pestilence like uh, smallpox and the bubonic plague and so on, they ravaged Europe during the time of the Holy Roman Empire. And yeah. I believe that uh, during that time, it, it represents their empire as well in the sense of uh, uh, disease and death. It's, it's called disease and death. And so I, I want to look at some things which... Uh, from the book of Daniel, I've already said that the commandments were changed. Uh, first commandment, uh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. They have the title Lord God the Pope. They got rid of the commandment on images. They changed God's name to a title, Lord. And, and we took his name in vain about 7,000 times, by the way, that in the Bible, that you find the word Lord in all caps. Well, that's like Elijah. By the way, the word Elijah, there's no J. It was Eliah, and it means El. The word for God is Elohim, short for short form for God is El. El, El is Ea. That's that's again, we're coming to the two two vowels, Ea. Uh, and um then the, the uh, fourth commandment is that has also been changed. Rome uh under uh Constantine the Emperor in 321, he was a, a sun worshiper, a Rosicrucian, and he made a Sunday law. And the Pope found a reason to make it okay. Uh, it was uh, the resurrection we will honor. Well, you know, so uh, okay. it's on the day of the resurrection. That's true. But God God didn't need the resurrection. In Romans 6, he gives us baptism. Like as Christ was uh, buried 
uh, you know, died and was resurrected, even so we also shall rise in newness of life when we're baptized, basically. Uh, and so death to sin and resurrected to walk in, in, in fellowship with Christ. But uh, they're saying, well, it's Sunday and or Lord's Day. I happen to have a um, letter from a Catholic priest that I might share with you and the audit listeners. Hold on, I'm just going to grab this, to my glasses. This is um, from about 120 some years ago, basically. It's from uh, St. Alfonso's Church in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, which I happened to grow up in. And I don't know how I got this. I can't remember it, but it's 1905, okay? And it says, dear friend, this is handwritten by a priest, okay, who says, I have offered and, uh, and still... Uh, offer $1,000 to anyone who uh, can prove to me from the Bible alone that I am bound under grievous sin to keep Sunday holy. It was the Catholic Church which made the law obliging us to keep Sunday holy. The Church made the law long after the Bible was written, hence the law is not in the Bible. Christ our Lord um, empowered his church to make laws binding in conscience. He said to his apostles and their lawful uh, successors in the priesthood, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now that's his authority is, is that when in reality through, through the New Testament, I mean, most, most Protestants think, uh, well, the apostles kept the Lord's day, you know, but the Lord's day is found only one time in the New Testament, it's in Revelation 1.10, when John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and he heard a, a, a great voice, which I believe was an encoded earthquake. It, it was a voice of a trumpet, but if you go to where a trumpet is first found, it's, it's Sinai, Exodus 19, when the mountain shook when God came down on the mountain. It was a great, a great, like a great trumpet. Anyway, my point is partly that uh, um, the Lord's Day uh, it says in Mark 2, 28, the last verse, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Well, if the Sabbath is his, uh, he's Lord of that day, um, to have another day the next day, first day of the week, when God commanded the first day, and by the way, God said, Christ said that not one jot or tittle will pass from the law till right. heaven and earth pass, not jot, one jot or tittle will pass. Well, heaven and earth are still here, so what happened to the fourth commandment, you Amen. know? Uh, if if God, uh, and I'll just quote the fourth commandment for it briefly, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall uh, 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 work and do all your, uh, you can labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it Amen. you shall not do any work, you nor your son, daughter, manservant, maidservant, and so on. For in six, and this is the reason why, for in six days God made heaven and earth to see and all that in them is, and rest of the seventh. Wherefore he blessed the Sabbath and held it. Well, he did it because he is creator and we honor him as, uh, you know, as his creation, basically, if we uh, believe that. So that, um, you know, um, uh, again, I I'm saying there are a lot of people that haven't done this, but God forgives us. He winks. He's been uh, winking at our ignorance many times. But as we approach the time of judgment, let us study these things out and feel comfortable with it. Uh, uh, I'm just I'll give you the New Testament reasons because uh, that's what the, uh, the Pope or the Catholic Church cites, uh, or or other Protestants. In the Book of Acts, speaking of the Acts of the Apostles, how they lived and so on, there's only one reference to first day of the week, when uh, uh, um, and it was when 
Paul preached at midnight and was leaving the next day on a ship. That was uh, a reason why he would extend uh, into the Sunday or something, whatever. I don't know. But the point is that there are nine times what refers to Sabbath in the book of Acts. And three times it's every Sabbath. Every Sabbath, Paul did this or that. So uh, you can't tell me that that um, the, the apostles were really honoring the Lord's Day on Sunday uh, when I get any evidence from the book of Acts, which is what they were doing and how they were living. So um, that's, to me, just uh, uh, pretty clear evidence that uh, what Daniel 7 says, that the little horn would think to change times and laws. It's uh, the times of, of uh, that God would have us honor, really, basically. And when, I th when we come down to the end, I'm confident that uh, when it says in Revelation 13 about the um, new world order, the image beast will have false worship and you can't buy or sell. Uh, without the mark of the beast, I believe that uh, it, it will not be about, uh, uh, well, let me just say, it, it won't be an image of fiery furnace, but it will be, uh, you got to go uh, on Sunday. <laughs> you know, my opinion, I could be wrong, but the false worship, uh, worth-ship, we're giving yeah. false worth, yeah. worth yeah. to something, and I think the UN will support the Pope's agenda. They're, they're gonna, and that's what, by the way, Laudato Si, uh, nice. with uh, this Pope, is uh, it's it's so you can you know close the businesses on on uh, Saturday uh, on on Sunday so you can attend the Eucharist really it's, that's the intent and the previous Pope Pope John Paul uh, his Dies uh, Domini Dies uh, is the day and Domini is Sunday so it, that's 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 what they're behind and pushing but see, Congress is not supposed to make any law respecting the establishment of a religion. Well, Sunday would be uh, their establishment, you know. So it, 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 we're not there yet. They have to really take America apart. So we want a uh, new world order and uh, the Pope in charge really is, is yeah. will be behind. It's not obviously seen that way, but that's, that's uh, where it's coming to, in my opinion. Amen. Amen. And, and doesn't the Bible say that you know, God's not going to do anything without revealing it first? How does that apply here? Talking about the day of the Lord. Well, I, I believe that, first of all, uh, when J I believe John was in the spirit on the Lord's day, uh, he was shown the day of the Lord. He was shown what was coming for the end time period. And mm -hmm. so he was in the spirit of that. Uh, it wasn't about Saturday or Sunday per se, you know, in my opinion. Okay. So he it's was just, in the vision of the Lord's day at the climactic event, basically. Yes. Okay. Got and uh, I, I think that uh, God won't do anything without revealing it, but I believe that Revelation 13 shows that it's going to come through false worship, you yeah. know, in a sense. Uh, the first beast was the papacy. Um, it it was described in Revelation 13, 1 as a mouth like a lion, feet like a bear, had spots like a leopard, and had the total of seven heads and, and ten horns of the papacy. Those, those beasts of Daniel 7, if you put them all together and amalgamated them, there was a lion, a bear, a, a leopard-like beast, and a dreadful dragon that had uh, um, uh, ten horns, okay? And there were... The, the leopard had four, four heads, so that you add them all together, there were seven heads, ten horns, and all of that. And the papacy is depicted like that because it survived all of those. You know, when, when one kingdom assimilates another, you, you take its customs, its traditions, and so on. And the papacy has been that. It has paganized many things. Uh, 
just like the fish hat, you know, and so on. People worship fish and, and so on. Uh, pine cones, fertility, the seeds in the pine cone, uh, their little staff with the pine cone on the top. Um, don't want to necessarily go there too much, but just yeah. say that the, God has revealed it in Scripture, just like through Daniel and Revelation go together. And it says this little horn would persecute the saints, made war with the saints, thought to change times and laws, uh, etc., um, speaking great words against God when they say, Lord God, the Pope, that's great words. Yeah, you know? yeah amen. Now, you're not saying that all Catholics are going to hell. They were basically led astray by their leadership, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I, I have known some very fine Christian Catholics. Yeah. I think there'll be more Catholics in heaven than any other denomination because there are so many of them. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, some of them uh, uh, live well to do the best they know. Uh, on the other hand, if you think you can just uh, live as you please and go every week and just pay the priest, uh, you know, uh, that's that's not living in repentance towards God. Right. Uh, and I, I don't think that's, you know, uh, it cheapens Christ's sacrifice to say Christ paid for our sins, but we can go in and pay for our own. I don't right. think so. Right. Amen. Amen. I agree as well. Do we have a little more time? There's more absolutely. to share. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. What did I leave out? Okay. Um, uh, I want to finish out this letter, which says uh, from the priest, he said the Catholic Church abolished not only the Sabbath, but the other Jewish festivals or feast days. And uh, we have a string of uh, Halloween and uh, Easter, you know, Easter eggs and rabbits and things like that for, for Easter. And uh, the even in, I think it's Jeremiah 10, learn not the way of the heathen. They cut down a tree and deck it with gold and so on like that. You know, I grew up liking Christmas and we had a Christmas tree, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing sacred. And that's really not the time of Christ's birth either. I don't believe, you know, in, uh, when right. midwinter, I don't yeah. think the shepherds were in the, in the field then. Exactly. I believe that he came at a feast of tabernacles. He came to tabernacle among us, just like they had tabernacles in the wilderness. This earth was like a wilderness to Christ when he came. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an eight, eight day feast. Christ was circumcised on the eighth day you know, a, a significant uh, event. And uh, the meaning uh, of tabernacling with us, I think that was his, his birthday, basically. Yeah. But um, I'm seeing that when the end time comes, Paul said in Colossians 2, verse 16, 17, um, don't let anybody judge you in the keeping of these days, for they are a shadow of things to come. He didn't say were, like, uh, well, they were fulfilled on the cross, and you can forget them now. Paul himself kept them, like in Acts 20, verse 6, he was with the Philippians, and he uh, celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the seven-day feast, and waited till after it was over to sail away. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 8, he says, uh, speaking of the Passover, he said, let us keep the feast, not mm -hmm. with the old leaven of Pharisees, uh, malice and so on, but with the unleavened sincerity, truth, and so on. So um, I'm seeing that that uh, when God says he won't do anything without revealing it, your comment earlier, uh, part of the timing is uh, how would he know when? Like if he says <laughs> in the wedding parable, um, be ready when I come and knock that you open immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, blessed is the servant whom his Lord finds watching. The word watch comes from Gregorio and it means be awake. And we can't be awake every night. That would be impossible. It's a health issue as well to try to be awake every night. But one night a year, we should be able to do that, you know. And Passover was the night of judgment when judgment fell on Egypt, when judgment fell on Christ. And by the way, Christ, 
uh, the night before he was slain, he asked his disciples, watch with me. Couldn't you watch one hour? You know, well, they fell asleep. And I think it, uh, they lost more than we realized at, at that point. But uh, I, I feel that we can do this. If uh, Let me just say this, that in Egypt, Israelites stayed awake when they ate the Passover lamb. They were to leave nothing till morning. And eating is stimulating. When you eat something, you 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 don't fall asleep. You you enjoy the eating of it. Okay. Well, they did that on the night of Passover, but we can do it spiritually. And I found that if I try to just pray, I'm pretty quick asleep. <laughs> I'm no better than the disciples. But yeah, right. if I yeah. if I read a chapter in Christ's closing scenes, like the Last Supper or Gethsemane, where He sweat blood for us, or the uh, the uh, the trial with Caiaphas and Annas. You know, and or then Pilate's judgment hall, reading those chapters and praying between them, I can stay awake. I can do that, and at least till midnight. Anyway, you know what I'm saying, right. yeah, so yeah, that yeah. Uh, we can be qualifying for when he comes and knocks. I believe it will be uh, tied to those appointed times because the, the, the wedding parables have Passover imagery, uh, yeah. like like the word watch or or that verse. Verse 37 says. Uh, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord finds watching. He will gird himself, make him sit down to eat and serve him. Well, that's what he did at the Last Supper. It was Passover. So there you see the, the Passover imagery. Uh, watching is Passover imagery. And also in verse 35, it says, have your loins girded. Yeah. Israelites had their loins girded at Passover in Egypt. When they were ready to leave Egypt, they had their loins girded. So that's the rule of first use. Yeah. It helps identify the timing on that. And I say, uh, I'm looking forward to to this spring, first of all, for Muslims to take Jerusalem at Passover, and a month later for second Passover, when Christ will come and knock at uh, he, the ancient church of Laodicea ended in a knock, okay? That was uh, an earthquake. And I believe uh, as the days of Noah, big earthquake, lots of people may die, just like in uh, Turkey, etc. Um, they aren't watching. Uh, God knows who are his, who aren't. And and even some of his who might not stay stand well in the end time when there's famine, pestilence, and trouble, um, he may lay some to rest, okay? But that's his choice. If we die in an attitude of love to God and repentance, we're safe yeah. to save. And, and in fact, Paul says in Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. So Amen. at this point, you know, if I die, I consider it. I want to consider it gain. Although I really, I really want to live to see him come. I yeah, think he's amen. looking for a group of people to represent him in character through the end time. When people say, "Well, everybody sins," uh, and they excuse their sinning by because everyone else has. Well, I think uh, God wants to point to a group of people who, like Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, will say, "Hey, you can throw me in if you want, but I'm not going to bow." You know, yeah, and amen. I think that we need to do that because he's going to send the plagues on those that uh, that go along with false worship. Uh, yeah. In Revelation 14, verse 9 and 10, if any man worship the beast or receive the mark, the same will drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Well, that's that's the plagues, basically. Yeah, amen. You know, just to, to emphasize how this type of attitude needs to be just ingrained in your spirit, man. Today, when I was bringing my grandkids home from school, you know, somebody ran a red light and stuff. And and my 10-year-old grandson, he said, Papa, what would you do if somebody ran a red light and killed you? And just 
without even thinking. I just go to heaven. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then he said, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, he, uh, it, it, I mean, it wasn't even, you know, anyway, well, I'd be in heaven. So I wouldn't care, you know? And uh, so, you know, and that's the attitude is, you know, you see all these things happening and some of, you know, kids and stuff will, you know, so tell you, what, what do you think is going to happen? I said, Jesus is coming soon. You know, this stuff's getting ready to wrap up and you, yes, it ready, is. you know, Amen. I can't pray you into heaven. You know, you got to make that decision on your own. You know, I can't go up there and intercede and say, hey, you know, can you go ahead and uh, remember? It has to be done before this day happens, you know? And uh, so, you know, but yeah. And, you know, I don't, I'm concerned about things we see happening, but at the same time, I'm like, (laughs) check mark, you know, that's that's the way I'm Check mark, you know, there's another one, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, amen. Praise God, Doc. I do appreciate it. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Okay. Um, If if they uh, would like to send an email, if they have questions about what we're talking about, my email is ruling, spelled with an H, R-U-H-L-I-N-G-7 at juno.com that's j-u-n-o.com and i'd be happy to try to answer uh um i have uh, information if they get the book and have questions about it glad to answer by the way there's one more topic related to this fifth uh that i should cover it's it's really one of the hardest points to see or understand but um really the devil was behind the catholic church's change of the calendar because I'm seeing in scripture evidence that it was not like we have today. Um, basically, the, uh, the clues are partly um, in John 19th chapter, verse 31, when it said that uh, uh, when Christ was in the grave, it was a high day. Uh, I was taught in college that a high day was when a seventh day Sabbath coincided with a, a annual sabbath like passover it had you know in other words they had the passover and it was a seventh day sabbath but uh uh, i'm seeing from leviticus 23rd chapter verse 11 that it it refers to the 15th day which was the first day of passover and the sabbath which is and and in that verse is strong 7676 it all that uh concordance of strongs 7676 always referred to a seventh day sabbath and the point is they coincided at passover now today it does not do that for the jews because the papacy changed it and uh their their calendar has uh uh a new moon does not correlate with a new month at all It, it can happen any old time but in bible times uh the new moon and the new month came together on, on in the Sabbath position. It was like a Sabbath, a seventh day. If you look at calendars today, you can see Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, Saturday is number seven. And the new moon day was like a Saturday. It was, it was the first day of the month. And then from that day, you work six days and rest the seventh, which would be on the eighth day. Under number one would be seven days later, eight. Under the, that is... Uh, uh, under eight is 15, 22, and so on. And I'm seeing in the Bible when God, the very first use of the word Sabbath, uh, I was taught that the first place you find a word or phrase, it often has something for end time. It has this context or meaning. 
in Exodus 16th chapter is the first place you find the word Sabbath. And in the first verse, they come into the wilderness on the 15th day of the month. Um, God and, and Moses are talking together and the people are hungry and they want something to eat. And God says, I'm going to give you manna for six days, but no manna is going to fall on the seventh day. You, ha you have to pick twice as much on, on, on the sixth day, okay, as the preparation. It was known as the preparation day. They didn't call it Friday or Saturday, okay, Saturn, et cetera, after the, you know, planetary gods. Right. But uh, anyway, uh, th that was in the second month, it says. And so uh, when, when people went out to collect um, manna on the seventh day, God said, uh, or, or Moses said, it, it's, it's the Sabbath. You know, so you can't do that. Uh, ordinarily, the manna would not keep another day. It would get um, worms or whatever. But when um, there was a double miracle, they could get twice as much on Friday, and it would keep over till, till uh, Sabbath, uh, and it wouldn't spoil or get worms if they did that. So, uh, and that's the first place we find Sabbath. That's the second month. In Leviticus, I already mentioned 23rd chapter, verse 11, uh, that it is uh, from the morrow after the Sabbath. Um, the, the idea is Sabbath fell on that 15th day, but that was the first month. Now, my point is this. I, I, this has been a little bit confusing, but you cannot have two months in a row with Sabbath on the 15th and 22nd. And, uh, you know, but my point is, I knew a guy, Arnold Bowen in Conyers, Georgia, who would give $1,000 to anybody who could find a seventh day Sabbath in the Bible on anything but the 8th, 15th, 22nd, or 29th. They every month started over again with a, a, a new moon on the day one. And it was uh, the, the Sabbath would be on the 15th as when God was talking to Moses in the 16th chapter of Exodus. And the 22nd was, a, he says, is a, is the 22nd is a Sabbath. But it, that was in the second month. But uh, also when Christ died, uh, it was the 15th day was a high day, you know, mm -hmm. type of thing. And God wasn't just trying to make it turn out just right by picking the year for Christ to die. It was, it was that way every year. Yeah. So my point is that uh, calendar changed by the papacy with seven 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 doesn't match up with Bible practice and, right. or the fact that there are thirty days. If there were twenty eight days, the Sabbath would always be every you know seven fourteen twenty one twenty eight seven fourteen. You know, see what I'm saying? It, yeah. it would be the same. But um, uh, I, I just say. If we learn, get back to God's calendar, think about it. It's a little hard to understand. I do have a book about it, the earthquake and the seven seals, where this fourth seal is explained a little more fully with the diagram and the calendar. But uh, uh, that's the way it is, Amen. basically, yeah, as I'm I gonna, see it. You know? I've got a, I've got a link to that down in the show notes below because that okay. does explain a lot. It really does. Okay. That's a great book. Amen. Amen, folks. As always, Doctor Ruling is leaving us with some serious things that we need to think about and pray about. I mean, if you or your loved ones are not right with God, there is not much time left. You know, you need to pray and to enter into that place where you are in fellowship with him. Time is running out. We can see it happening 
right before our very eyes. I encourage you to drop down in the show notes, click the links there to get in touch with Dr. Ruling. Be sure to order your copy of Mega Quake 23. Get it, read it, preach it, praise God, and order the Earthquake and the Seven Seals as well. Because that's talking about all this stuff that we're starting to see happening right now. Praise God. Dr. Ruling, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Until next time, this Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.